Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Katie Wilkins and I'm an author and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where Brandy meets bludgeoning, Mimosa meets misdemeanor, and Port meets prostitution. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. I've been very fascinated by my own case, I have to say. What <laughs> <laughs> <Want> me, governor? <laughs> I did accidentally smoke crack the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. We are joined today by the fantastic comedian Gabby Bryant. Hi. Hey, girls. Hey. <laughs> What's thank up? you for joining us. We have one question. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Okay, yes. This is kind of more like it It didn't turn into a crime, but it could have been a crime. Ooh. So I'll give away the ending first. So I believe that I was almost sold into sex trafficking. <gasps> Holy That's shit. A big ending. Yeah. Yeah. So So, flashback. Rolling the cat, and also to be clear, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) This is not um, traumatic. Honestly, it was kind of fun. And um, (laughs) good lord, the story has everything. It really does. It was not a me too. Um, It was a me also kind of energy. (laughs) So um, I was at I was in Romania. Okay. At a theater festival. And can I ask how old were you? Twenty two. Okay. 22, so my prime. Just how sex is. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) After 25, you're not really, like, worthy of sex trafficking, I feel like. Because once retinol is in the mix, you're like, you're too too opinionated by 25. industry. Exactly. (laughs) The beauty. (laughs) Exactly, the beauty of it all. So um, I was like, Slutting it around, or what do you guys say? Slagging, slagging it. We do, we slagging it. Slutting's made it over here. Really? Yeah. I've certainly been described thus. (laughs) I get that all the time. You were were slutting it up. 
So I was slutting it up in Romania <laughs> at this theater festival, and I met this guy who was Serbian, and his name, I don't remember his full name, but it was like, it was something Dad, which I thought Ooh. was like hilarious. Okay. <laughs> like da- Dad, 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 Dada. <laughs> I was like, Goku Gaga for this Dada. Um, and we were, um, of course, having sex on a dumpster because I was young. Wow. And, um, fun, wow. really. And then I don't Romanian remember. dumpsters are padded with silk, though. What you don't yeah. realize, it's very different country. It's like a coffin, really. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm having sex with this dad on this dumpster. And then cut to, and we're drinking, like, at that time, I am, like, drinking so much and you know how every country has their own like um grain liquor yeah oh yeah theirs was called tweeka and it's made from plums and it's pink okay Okay. so i'm like covered (laughs) in this pink blood looks like blood um and i'm having sex with this guy whatever and then cut to i'm in a bed being shaken awake. Ooh. Oh shit! Don't remember anything. Remember the dumpster. Loved the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to I'm in a bed somewhere, Whoa. being shaken awake Yikes. by my my best friend Alec. Wow! And oh I'm like God. like you know when you're um, you're half in a dream and then you realize it's actually happening. Yeah. Mm. So I'm being shaken awake, whatever. And I wake up and I'm like, what? What the fuck? And he's like, we have to go right now. <gasps> and like and I'm like, what? What? What's going on? He's like. Right now, like whispering, the guy's asleep next to me. <gasps> cut, cut to oh. it's all it's all coming in pictures because obviously I'm I'm a bullet or a roofied or belligerent, whatever. Wow. And uh, and suddenly cut to there the giant Serbian guy and my little Italian friend Alec are like <laughs> like face to face about to fight. Oh wow. man! Cut to we're running down a staircase. Oh my god! Oh my god. This is like a movie. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, it's like wait. In, in Bruges, but in Bucharest. <laughs> I am look. I'm looking at him like, what's happening? I'm getting Polaroids. You know what I mean? And I come to find out that everyone, uh, like my whole group of American friends and this whole group of Serbian uh, people, are in the same hotel or go back to the same hotel, partying, partying. And my friend Alec is like, "Where is Gabby?" And they're all like, "Don't worry about it." Ooh, and yeah. he's like, "No, where's yeah. Gabby?" And yeah. they're like, "Just I wouldn't go find her." <gasps> yeah, that's when who you go has, find. Who has friend. ever accepted that? Is like, yeah. okay, all yeah, right. fine. Well, like, she's, nice knowing she's her. She's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't. Um, and like, he sat. He like is like running through the hallways, like trying to look for me. Oh and he God. finds a hotel door cracked open. And he opened it, and it was like me. It was me in bed. Wow. And then that's how he shook me awake. And then we ran uh, away. And he, the guy was like, "Don't fucking take her." Blah blah blah. <gasps> this whole thing. Whoa. Yeah. So I obviously oh, surmise that I was sold into sex trafficking. I was going to be. I could have just been brought home to be like a, a wife and a mother. But I think I'm hotter than that. So I'd like, <laughs> I like to think it was sex trafficking. <laughs> So you don't remember what happened between consensual dumpster. Yep. And you just, you have memories of the running and they're facing off, but you don't yeah. know exactly how you got there. I'm assuming we had sex. I obviously took a plan B the next day. And if, yeah. if, if you've ever gotten a plan B in Romania, <gasps> would not suggest. You go in there and you're like, hi, hi. Um, <laughs> I'm, may, do you have like a, you're like, how do you describe? I'm like, it's not. It's a issue. We have an issue. <laughs> Can I have a plan B? And they're all, they're all smiles until you say plan B, and they're oh, all like, wow. "Oh, oh no, no, yeah, oh, wow." And then just go slutty American, yeah. <laughs> horrible <the> slut. <laughs> oh, and then no. I took it, and I'm fine. And now it's a fun story that I tell on podcasts. Wow. <laughs> That's wild, crazy. Yeah. That is an amazing story. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit shaken. Yeah, I mean, I want to know more about Alec. Like, what a guy. Where do you know yeah. him from? Alec and I, Alec Funicello, shout out. <laughs> what a hero. Oh, he's called Alec Funicello, Funicello as well. Stop it. My little Italian darling. Oh. He um, He's an actor. <gasps> he was in Sleep No More for a long time. You guys know. You have that here, I think. Punch Drunk. It's a theater thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was in that. Great actor. Aww. Him and I have been in a handful of life or death situations all over the world. One time we saved a girl from bleeding out. Jesus. One time we found a girl lost in Argentina. Wow. 
we were like, it's for some reason, you know, you have that one friend where you're like, why are we always on like high alert together? (laughs) I've I've, like made a tourniquet with him and we're always like looking at each other like, you guys should have a reality series. (laughs) Gabby and Alec, I would watch that. This is the travel show that we need. Truly. (laughs) Danger travel. It's great. It's like doctors for dummies or something. Oh my, oh my god what did you so someone was bleeding out and did you just like put pressure on it like in the movies or that's a whole nother story do you it's not really a crime but i could tell it if you want <laughs> really? do we even have time do we do have enough what? time let's have it at the end if we have time oh nice. bleeding out yes. bleeding out is a treat that's what we do <laughs> that's right. what we do in my family too you have to have your dinner before the bleed out treat <laughs> that's dessert that's it. pudding oh as you would very call it good. here yes thank very you Gabby. yeah i've dated a northerner i know what's up um well, like, as well, so, like, how did it end with these guys? Yeah. Like, so you escaped, but were there repercussions? Did you just, like, run and they never found you? Like... No, nothing happened. I did accidentally smoke crack the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that this, feels like a repercussion. This travel show is commissioned. Well, we always ask on this podcast, too, like, what would you say to the perpetrator now? What would you say to the... I forgot the best part. Oh. Go on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> okay, it's months later. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot about this. It's months later. The, this is the era when we're on Facebook, right? It's yes. the Stone Age. We're on, we're on Facebook. And I get this like long Facebook uh, uh, mess, DM. What was it called? Yeah, Back yeah, then? message. Message, yeah. whatever. And it's this guy's wife. No, oh no, God. no, no. Dad, yes. my wife. A dad had a wife. Mom. And dad was a dad. <laughs> oh, dad was shit. a dad. Oh. Had kids. And she was like, I know what happened. Blah, 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 blah. All this stuff. Oh, wow. And I was like, Listen, Why are you angry at me? <laughs> Listen, yeah. honey. No, I, I don't even, I don't remember. I was like, I don't even think I answered. Oh, no, I mean, what do you say to that? I don't know. Like, yeah. to have a word with your husband, probably. Like, yeah. Well, how is that your fault? I don't know. Girls against girls. Oh, We're done no. with that. Yeah. How dare you get drugged by my husband? Yeah. <laughs> That's our thing. <laughs> I expect this of him. <laughs> but not in an American I've never met. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, and I was like, how does this guy know my first and last name? Well, yeah. Also, because yeah. I, I can't like even remember me. his yeah. first name. Maybe you yell out your own name during sex when you've had a pill. So cool. <laughs> self promotion. Motion. Gabby Bryan! <laughs> it's Thank Gabby you. Bryan on Instagram and TikTok. My, my friend's boyfriend used to do that. Rufy? I'm gonna no. I'm Yell gonna, his own name. Yeah, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna change his name. Yeah. To, so this is not his real name, but he'd go. Dave's good. Dave's good. Dave's good. <gasps> Ew. Oh no, that's worse than saying your full name. I'd rather have like Paul Smith, Paul Smith, than good. <laughs> Oh, that is Dave's freakish. Good? Yeah. That's freakish. Oh, no. no. And then one time we're in we're in a pub. I was younger at this time. We were in a pub that had a dance floor. You know, one of the shitty ones. And but you sure. after a few drinks, we would have a little dance in the shitty pub dance floor. And he was dancing, and like she'd all told us. And my other friend went, "Dave's not so good at dancing." <laughs> Imagine saying an affirmation in bed. <laughs> no. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I hate Jeez. that. Jeez, just when you just when you think you've heard everything creepy that's been said in bed, there's always something well, new. Like Dave's like, good. We are more upset about this than the roofing and the sex traffic. <laughs> yeah, that honestly, I was I was roofied. That's worse. This is this is disgusting, and I've lowered the tone. What do you say back to that? What did she say? No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. I don't know what she said back to that, actually. I think probably la, 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 with her ears plugged. I don't. That's what I'd do. I'd probably say Hannah's better. (laughs) Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Now that we've got all of our sexual disgust out in the open, I'd like to talk to you all about true crime. Yay! Of course. <laughs> We're girls after all. Um, yeah, so now, this case I'm going to tell you about, I'm going to, actually, I'm going to start this case with a posh young man arriving at the Imperial Hotel in London. Ooh. Now, he has Ooh, with him, <laughs> yes, ooh la la indeed, he has with him a heavy trunk. And Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, girls! <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm checking in tonight. Your trunk is really big. I'm okay. just realizing how many more times I'm going to have to say trunk in this story. <laughs> we're really excited. Every time we're going to be like, <laughs> 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 So he's got that and he's got some other bags. Uh, <laughs> for that, that's fine. Totally bad pack. Either side of the trunk. All trunks now, come with two bags. Yeah. Now he is wearing a midshipman's uniform, and this uniform signifies that he's upper class, Ooh. and it basically gets him access to salubrious spaces. Define salubrious for uh, me. Upper class, you know, VIP. Very much like my flat. <laughs> but of course, You're in a salubrious place right now. Like, Doesn't, but it also means like a bit seedy, right? <laughs> No, so it's an, it's a midshipman's army uniform. But I thought oh. salubrious meant seedy. No? no. Oh wow, I've been misusing that my entire life. I mean, you call you salubrious, and you're like, hey. <laughs> I mean, oftentimes. To be fair, I've never said it out loud. I've only read hand it. In hand sometimes. But anyway, that's... I'm sorry. Salubrious. Oh, yeah, that's so he's so got he's, access. He's, he's got, got, he's got a pair. trunk. Yeah, he's got a trunk. He's got a bag. He's got a uniform that looks fancy. Gotcha. My question is, what year do we think this is? Okay. Trunk. Okay, so unless he's like Kylie Jenner, he would never have like a Louis Vuitton trunk. Checking right? in with a trunk, yeah. So that feels... <laughs> and in our, we don't really wear our army uniforms out anymore, do we? Uh-huh. Oh, well, in Britain, yes, we do. No, we <laughs> don't. No, we don't at all. That feels like... It feels like maybe there had to be some kind of war going on, maybe mm-hmm. for okay. him to do that. Okay. So... Now, what wars have you guys had over here? <laughs> <laughs> so many. <laughs> I'm going to say 1918. Okay. I'm just going to throw that there. Because it's one year after 1917, and that was a movie. So that's a, sm- <laughs> that's a smart answer. Totally. <laughs> I like your like your source material showing your work there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing opulence in a way. Okay. Because, yeah, upper middle class. I mean, what'd you say? Upper class. Yeah. Imperial Hotel. I don't know what that is, but it sounds fancy. It, it, it is. is. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, Roaring Twenties. Okay, yeah. 1926. Nice. Love it. Hannah George? I'm going to go 1912, but only because he could have just stepped off the Titanic. I don't know. We don't know. (gasps) Oh, yeah. He could be a Titanic guy. Stepped off the Titanic because he decided not to go. (laughs) You know what? I got a bad feeling. Spooky (laughs) feeling. It's a real sliding (laughs) door. Me and my trunk are getting out of here. (laughs) All right. Now, Taylor is technically the closest with um, 2018. 2018. That wasn't one of the first one. 1918. 19. He was a fan of the Jonas Brothers. That was like the closest guesses we've ever had, though. So it's probably all close. Gabby was right to say 20. It was 1920. So you had the right instincts, but Taylor was technically close. Do you know what? I'd like you to take the point, even though we don't keep points. I would like you to have the non-existent I'll take the point. Yeah. So you guys had good instincts with your war theories. Everyone is very much still dealing with the aftermath of the Great War. Mm -hmm. They're not calling it World War One yet? No, um, that would be that would yeah. be really pessimistic. We're living between the wars. Um, we're too classy for shoddy dialogue. Now, the midshipmen's uniform is significant because they were among the most admired in society at the time. Because okay. that signifies that he's posh, he's served, he's high status, and he's basically like this popular pre-James Bond figure. He feels a little bit like those people that keep the wristbands on from festivals. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're still wearing your uniform, babe. It's, 20, it's 1920, actually. We get it. You saw Tame Impala first. It's, okay, it's like that, except that everyone is impressed. Okay, okay. Um, so, like, just, just think, like, but, like, men want to be him and women want voting rights. <laughs> it is not happened yet. Hashtag not all women. Some women are probably happy to just bring him. That was images. such great in sync cackling, by the way. That was fantastic. I can't wait to listen back. Voting rights. <laughs> Now, the Imperial Hotel have no record of this man's booking. The man is astounded. He introduces himself as Lord Lucas and he says things like, do you know who I am? Mm. And he says that he sent a telegram to Burke and he's shouting stuff like, run them again. Like, what's the name? Mm. And um, he keeps boasting that he has considerable means. So the hotel apologise and they put him up in a fancy suite. (gasps) So he has very strict instructions about the handling of his trunk. (laughs) 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 Ambulance? I don't know. He, if you yeah. mishandle it, yes. Yeah, if it's that big. <laughs> he wants the rest of the bags taken to a suite, but he wants the trunk stored in the storage room. He says it's not to be tampered with. Only he has the key. Okay. What does, question, what does he tell the hotel is in the trunk? 
like war medals, like a really big one. <laughs> big. <laughs> He can't attach to his big war medal. Big war medals. <laughs> They're really big. Yeah, he's got the biggest one because he was the bravest boy. Aww. <laughs> I liked that. I don't know why. Aww. <laughs> he's my crush. Um, I'm going with like money, like like actual okay. hard cash. Yeah. Okay. By that I mean like all your little coins you have. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Great answer. I'm gonna say um, apples. Okay. <laughs> oh. Sweet just as pie. Fruit. Just, just some fruit. My apples. <laughs> just some fruit in a I trunk. got these in the war. I won these in the war. <laughs> no, I was actually going to say family heirlooms. It, okay, that he's carrying know, around heirlooms for you're, some reason. You're all in the right area. He says it's full of heavy, valuable, irreplaceable artifacts, papers, and items. Um, question. Once he's all settled in, what does Lord Lucas do next? Ooh. So he asked, sorry, he's asked them to store the trunk. Yeah. Separately from his room. Yeah. In a, okay. What does he do? And he's in his room or he's in the lot. He's, he's in the well, hotel. he's checked into the hotel. What's his, what does he do? He goes to the bar. Okay. Yeah. Goes to the bar. Nice. Love it. I think he has a little nap. A little nap? Yeah. He's been hauling that trunk around. If there's, uh, is there a bath in there? Because if there's a bath, I'd get straight in the bath. bath. Mm. So I think, because I take my own bubble bath to hotels now. <laughs> because they just don't, they don't give you bubble baths. I love so how our, our yeah. answers are all like, girls weekend yeah. away. Like, <laughs> he puts on a face mask. Well, I'm having a nap. some red light therapy. <laughs> I'm going to go get a cocktail. <laughs> and he gets a gel manicure. <laughs> and it's in the you bath. You know what? I mean, give, Gabby gets the point. Okay. Um, with, with drinking, he starts living his best life. He, um, he the hotel book him a champagne dinner for six at the hotel. They he, oh. they hire cars for him. He's running around in luxury. He goes on a spending spree. <laughs> Is he the... eating that all by himself, yeah. or does he have friends? <laughs> he had guests. He's got some mates. Okay, good, good, good. Because like, I'm not above doing I that. Need a no, I'll take the first. I'll six. have a champagne dinner for six. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds nice. Uh, now so. he goes on a spending spree in the West End of London. He runs up a massive bill oh. at Harrods. Oh. After a few weeks, everyone's like, uh, "Shouldn't we get paid?" So the under manager at Harrods pops around. Now Lucas owes thirty-two pounds, which is fourteen thousand pounds today. Um, and he's all like, "Where is young Lord Lucas?" No one can find him. Uh-oh. So outside his room, there's like his boots are there to be polished, and his breakfast tray is untouched. But he's not there, and he hasn't paid the hotel bill either. That he's racked up loads there. And he's obviously like, you know, do not disturb. But they're like, all right, we're going to have to disturb him. But he's not in his room. And it looks like he's gone. So they decide to force open the trunk. Uh Uh-oh. What's in that trunk? Oh, those apples are going to be so bad by now. (laughs) Bad apples. He's in the trunk. That's my guess. Oh, nice. Whoa. What a stupid hiding place. (laughs) Be one other place. (laughs) He's Dracula. (laughs) Oh, my God. What is in the trunk? I feel like there's a dead body in there. Dead body? Oh, I'll go with dead body. I feel like it might just be like sand or something. It just, in, mm. the, in the sense that he's obviously a uh, con man, so he's turned yeah. up in this suit, and the kind of, yeah. the, the the trunk gives him a bit of credence, doesn't it? It gives mm. him a little bit of like, mm-hmm. Scott, oh, he, rich people specific. stuff. But he was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's documents in there, mate. Ooh. So I wonder whether it's just like, yeah, full of yeah. heavy sand. Mm. Um. You are the closest. It's full of old newspapers. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. my goodness. Weird. Yeah. So, Lord Netley Lucas is a con artist. Yes, he is. Um, question Do they catch him at this time? No. No? The episode's longer than this. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> okay. They actually do catch oh, him. Oh, at this time. <laughs> well, thank you for being with us, Gabby. It's been really fun. No, there's a whole, he's in and out. We'll get there. Okay. Um, but he's only 17 at this time. Oh, little Lucas. Yeah. Cute. I like um, him. So he's charged Smart. with fraudulently incurring money at Harrods, etc. He's reminded at Westminster he's observed as a well-dressed youth. Um, at, also at Harrods, because he'd falsely represented himself as a son of Lady Lucas, who was a well-known customer. Oh, okay. Um, so he's charged with that impersonation as well. Um, he gets detained at Bow Street Police Station for masquerading with a false ID uh, at the hotel. And also he's in possession of a checkbook with counterfeit foils and all of this. So I've got a little fun quote now. When he's told of the charges, what does Lucas say? Want me, governor? Want me, governor? Love it. <laughs> he suddenly reveals his he's real like, voice. <laughs> he's suddenly a cockney. Which is Phil Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Getting more and more ill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does he say something like, you'll hear from my family's lawyers? Nice, yeah. Mm. Uh, 
I know it's not this, but I'd like to think that he was like, LOL. <laughs> and this is the history of the first person to say LOL. LOL. Do you know what? I'm going to... Gabby again is the closest. How? Yeah, How? Say, How? With vibes. Um, so oh, okay. What, um, nice, so nice. I'm pretty good at vibes. Is, um, Generally. He says, well, yes, I have had a good run and expected you would get me sooner or later. I shall plead guilty. Oh, so it's sort of a bit like lol. It is a bit. Yeah. yeah. He's like, all right, you got me. What an adorable um, response. So I people just... said so much in the past. Have you noticed that? Their just sentences are longer. Yeah. Yeah, especially criminals. They're lot. like, well, my name is this, this, and this, and you could find me at this exact address. And I'm like, <laughs> like, like oh, I do okay. declare. Yes. <laughs> now it's just no comment. If you watch Twenty Four Hours in Police Custody, I don't know. like, I wish you well. Oh, I know. That's just the most damning thing you can say to anyone oh. in any context. Like, it doesn't matter. It's two mean girls. Yeah, I wish you well. Those I were great memes, well. though. I like the one that said, join a union. <laughs> All right, now, I just want to tell you as my fun facts okay. from this case. Yeah, yeah. There is actually a huge boost, boom, boost, in confidence tricksters in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, we've got the Great War, we've got the Spanish flu, um, Everybody is like mixing together in ways that they hadn't before. Um, So these traditional things have broken down. And now there's all these spaces where they can mix. So there's tea rooms, there's Mm -hmm. restaurants, there's a kind of more transient. There's these new, you know, department stores. So it used to be that you knew who everybody was and you could tell exactly what class everybody was. And now it's much more ambiguous and fashion is changing so there's cosmetics poor people can dress like rich people dress like hollywood actresses all of this stuff so social identities are increasingly about performance and people aren't as cynical they're not going to question a guy well, coming in that doesn't have a book in like but he's wearing the outfit he that says he's rich yeah exactly. which brings me to my absolute favorite fun fact okay this is the beginning of the phrase streetwise um, oh, because, no yeah, because we oh. are, are so used to mixing all different people all together that we like, you know, we have got that social antenna on. But these people are brand new at it because this is the first time they've ever had to mix with somebody <gasps> that wasn't what they seemed. Wow! So they're they're really naive. They're like Hannah. <laughs> A thing on the podcast that I'm very naive and it's absolutely spot on. So, so anyway, that's my fun fact. Interesting. Um, so yeah, so this is the story of Netlie Lucas, um, all-round con artist. Oh, uh, before I tell you more stuff he did, would you like to guess his nickname? Uh, <laughs> I'm doing a dance until I can think of the words. It's to do with being a con. Nimble Netlie. Nimble Netlie. Love mm. it. Uh, Connet. <laughs> Lee <laughs> Lucas <laughs> Or Lucky Lucas Natalie Lucky <laughs> I don't understand nicknames <laughs> um, n- Nasty Net is what I'm going with Nice yeah, That's good None of you have got it this time <laughs> We never um, do <laughs> His nickname was the Prince of Tricksters Oh okay Okay Because um, he tended to go for the, like the upper class That was yeah. his thing Okay Oh, he, just, right. he, he released the purple rain of, of cons. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so this, this, this guy wrote a book about him, Professor Matt Holbrook, okay. which I did not read. But I read full disclosure. But anyone who would like to can. Yes. (laughs) But despite this guy writing a book about him and stuff, it's actually very hard to say very much for sure about Netley Lucas because um, he was such a liar. Mm. And loads of the accounts Mm. we have about him are from him. And he Uh changed his story depending on what he wanted. Gotcha. Um, So it's very hard to pin down. But we think he was born on a yacht, which. I mean, straight, straight away. It <laughs> sounds like such a lie. But, really but there's more than one source said that. Okay. Um, his mum died in childbirth. It was childbirth. a rowboat. <laughs> yeah, it was a rowboat. His mum died in childbirth or shortly after, again, depending on who you ask. His dad ran off and died mysteriously, possibly murdered in Paris in 1907, oh. according to one account. So his parents probably weren't married, but his mum's parents were rich. So he got sent to posh school for a bit. Oh, um, legitimately. Yes. Well, Rich. this is the thing. And it's huh. so some versions of his childhood say that he was brought up by the Duke of Bedford, who was a big deal in the war. Um, um, he, he had a real big medal, not a fake one. Yeah. Hell yeah. So big. Um, real drunk. And was possibly a friend of his granddad. There's a story okay. about him being adopted by lock keeper in Pimlico 
I don't know. And then we we have a fact, okay? Ooh. But he was at a public school. He was a public school boy in at Bedford School for two years, and this is verified. Mm. Well, one of the sources, well, one source said he absconded. Another one said that he was expelled for stealing and forging his headmaster's signature. Well, that feels that right. checks out. Yeah. 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 Also, I love like abscond rather than like, <laughs> we used to call it bunking off. Like, <laughs> absconding is so much cooler. It is. He was excommunicated <laughs> by public school. <laughs> so then he drifted into a life of petty crime and he uses Ooh. this true bit as a kind of true thread through all of his stories. So it's kind of very useful to him. And he kind of builds all his other stuff around A lot this. of the con artists that we have covered on this podcast have yeah. some connection to the actual upper classes yes. because it's hard to, to just emulate that and know, know how to do rules? it. Yeah. yeah, but if you've learned the language and the yeah, mannerisms... Got, you can pass. And, yeah, you can pass. So he got three years for the Harrod stuff, but he gets oh, okay. out after 20 months um, in 1922. So he, apparently he's handsome as well. Oh, I, I mean, in my head. The whole he time like, he was yeah, a hottie. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hard. You don't get free store credit at Harrods. It's hot privilege right there. <laughs> yeah. Hot privilege. He's in the bubble. So he's still got the naval uniform and the fancy manners. So he, he one of his cons is he tricks women um, out of money by pretending that his dad is an influential uh, man looking for a secretary. I don't understand how that's a big earner, but he does this other thing. He goes to hmm. Canada for a bit with another guy and they set up a fake employment agency. Um, but they mm. get he gets arrested, serves 30 days, gets deported back from Canada. He's busy, isn't he? Yeah. He's very busy. In 1924, he starts writing and he writes for magazines. He writes detective and crime stories. Oh. Um, and he's prolific. But also he apparently had a ghostwriter, um, this guy Richard L. Dearden. Um, but he writes for tabloids. He writes for newspapers. Like, he writes for um, magazines, articles, short stories. Um, He's had an amazing life. Yeah. We're going to get back to the writing stuff, but I also want to tell you this story, which timeline-wise must have happened just before the Harrods Hotel thing that I told you about. So he's still 17, and he gets himself a pseudonym. Uh, pseudonym? It's <laughs> <Yeah. That's> Beyonce. <laughs> um, and his pseudonym is Basil Vaughan. And not, he, not Beyonce, I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Basil. It's good. And he's not subtle. Wow. Basil Vaughn. He seduces uh, this French actress. Okay. Called Gabby Delis. Oh, yes. It was me. Um, <laughs> she, she's That's a your re- stage name. <laughs> I take off the mask. I'm just me, but older. Gabby Delis is quite a name. Yes. Gabby Delis. And she, she's a really big deal. She's 38 mm. at this point. She's had this amazing career. She's like this amazing dancer. She's been in all this stuff. She has an indiscreet affair with King Manuel II of Portugal. Oh, um, hell yeah. But for our purposes, she is also famous for her jewelry collection. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. modern day, uh, okay. like influencer. Or not modern day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a day influencer. Actually, yeah. Yes. So she wants to auction off all of her pearls to help the poor of Miss. Ma- Ma- I know how to say this. Maasai? Maasai. 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 I just say it really fast because I can't yeah. really say it. Maasai. Maasai. That's how I pronounce everything French. Maasai. Fast. So, Netly Lucas, a.k.a. Basil Vaughan, wants the jewels entrusted to him to help transport oh. them to the auction house. Okay. So helpful of him. And she's already had a taste of his trunk, so she's like, oh, God. <laughs> All right. I think my jewels um, could fit in that big ass <laughs> trunk. <laughs> but, according to himself, he broke the rules of a professional confidence trickster. Question how? He fell in love. Yes. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. That's classic. <laughs> he says he fell in love with his mark. But this is his, it's unreliable because it's his story. And because he's 17 as well. And, and I think any kind of love when you're 17 is unreliable. Sorry for your 17-year-olds <laughs> listening, but you're not really in love. And your, <laughs> feeling, your feelings might change. Good luck. <laughs> It's time for polka shoutouts. Ray, Nina Ellis, Catherine Addison, Claudia C, Carrie Fuentes, Simon Toothill, Rachel Winifred, Lauren Kaylee. Polka, 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 polka. If you'd like a shout out like this, ad-free listening, our famous live Zoom recordings, and a whole back catalogue of 
extra content. Go to patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Polka, 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 polka. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And also, he wrote this story for money later. So it's probably embellished. Um, I'll allow it. Or did it just go wrong? <laughs> that's a great thing. If like your your cons go wrong and you're just like, oh, I was actually in love with them, so that's what well, happened. Actually, like yeah. halfway round, I caught feelings, and then yeah. suddenly I had to like not I, do it anymore. Things <laughs> like, oh my god, that <laughs> is that is literally what has happened. Because oh, I love it. Because the con goes wrong, and this is his explanation. Brilliant. Oh. He says that he confessed he couldn't go through with it, and he confessed to her before he could steal anything that he was going to steal from her. Um, because of all the love, he couldn't go through with it. And all the she, love. All the love. she apparently <laughs> told him that she knew all along and she'd given him fake pearls um, and that she never kept the real ones in her apartment anyway. And she said, and he said that she said that she forgives him, but that they could never see each other again. But she did give him some pearls. She gave him the fake pearls and, and he said, did get out, be gone forever. So, so he's got these. He's got the fake pearls, yeah. And are they fake? Yeah. Oh, well, she really that did. would be a double She bluff. really did give fake yeah, pearls. Yeah, she had the real ones in a safe oh. somewhere in a bank. Yeah. That's quite a move really. on her part. Yeah, just break up with him. Yeah. Like, also, if you know, they did break up. They did break up. She was like, have the fake pearls and also goodbye forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she wanted to see if he'd take them. Mm, yeah. yeah. I love women. I love how we're like, <laughs> we won't just break up with you. We have to get you in something. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get you in a little trap. And then we're like, it's that. <laughs> It's not because I'm just tired and I'm not into it anymore. It's because of this. <laughs> Twist that knife. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, so we're, we're back to 1924. He's writing. Um, and he's been in and out of prison scams, blah, blah, blah. Um, he has this fun quote about journalism, which because he's a journalist now, and he says, journalism is the only good profession for which the criminal life is good training. Ooh, savage. Mm. Savage. <laughs> um, so he wrote for tabloids. Um, he's got that ghostwriter. He has five bestsellers. Wow. Um, in the next few years. And not all of his stories Jeez. are true. Yeah. Some are, and again, he's got this ghostwriter. But so some are exaggerated. <laughs> you will not let him have you can, tell Katie, <laughs> you can tell Katie's an author. She's like, credit where credit is due. Just saying that some people should be honest. <laughs> people should be credited. Uh, no. When does he fall in love with the ghostwriter? We haven't writer? forgotten no. you, Mr. Dearden, or whatever his name was. Yeah, it was Richard did a good Rick, well done. Dearden. I don't um, think you can remember his first name, so he had Mr. Mr. Jordan. Surname's more memorable. <laughs> so he's writing lots of stories about crime. Some are exaggerated, some are you know partially true, but there is a huge appetite for true crime. <gasps> Same as it ever was. What a sick society yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's building his brand. At the end of the 1920s, wow. he's done all this, he's got the kind of legitimate journalism career under his belt now. And he reinvents himself as a criminologist. Um, so he's kind of giving everything he's doing a very academic air. He's kind of like above all the crime stuff. This is literally the movie Catch Me If You Can. It's very similar. It's it? exactly it. And yeah. I'm picturing Leo. This yeah. whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Young Leo. Young Leo. Yeah. Oh, no, but that's Leo. so weird that he would date Me. someone that was 38. <laughs> that seems crazy. Especially at the time. That was like legally dead as a woman. <laughs> Leo would not have said yes to this project. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> so he ruins his reputation in the UK in 1927. Question, what do you think he does? Oh, Gosh. So people presumably know his past because he's written about it. Yes. 
So if he's ruining his reputation, presumably it's not another con because people might just go, God, bloody. He's, yeah. He's so he's, 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 built, he's built himself as this journalist that's, you know. Does he take himself so seriously that he's acting as a criminologist? Like, is he advising detectives maybe and he's like no no I've, I can crack this case for you and he gives really bad advice and it costs a you know case what? I'm going to give you the point Ooh. I'm sorry I didn't get everyone a chance to answer it was just so good that there's yeah. no point in hearing from the other women <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yes you are, yes pick me over you there are so close. oh and I'm not even right <laughs> no, damn no, it no you're ba- like you're basically <laughs> on close. Um, okay okay so I'll in, take what I can I'll take my half in, point it's just if I'd said oh you're kind of right then it's Excuse everyone's guessing, but then I can't. Anyway, I should have. Whatever. I'm sorry I didn't let everyone have a The guess. podcast okay. is flawed, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying, but other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> In 1927, he tried to sell a story to both Fleet Street and Scotland Yard that he'd solved an, an ongoing murder case. <laughs> okay. Mm. Two papers published it as fact mm. before the evidence made it all come tumbling down. Ooh. So he gets a caution and he's exposed again as this big liar. Everyone is really pissed off with him now. He's, like, really struggling to sell anything. So he Mm. needs a a new audience that is ignorant of his crimes. Question. America! America! (laughs) (laughs) Are we right? Are we right? Where people will believe us. <laughs> Good instinct. Oh, that's um, amazing. God. So he flees to America. He's always wanted to, to crack it. He, he wants better customer service. He wants it all. Um, <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> and, of, and everyone hates him in the UK. So in he goes to America. By 1928, he announces his upcoming wedding to an American and my question is who do you think it would be like which American you could name guess jobs who do you think he's going to get so it's not a specific person well it is no it is is. but you won't probably know their name so give me oh try me (laughs) how about (laughs) Annie knows all the socialites give me a ballpark of what you think they do what are we talking 1930 1928 1928 oh 1928 that of course would be I'm going for a daughter of a Rockefeller okay love it yeah nice that's a great answer I'm going to go for the daughter of a president okay yeah maybe Woody Woodrow <laughs> no <laughs> Anna once tried to remember the name Woodrow Wilson she said Woody Woodrow and <laughs> we've never let it go <laughs> just like he's like some fucking cartoon character it's a, a good name <laughs> now you can see why Hannah's so naive <laughs> yeah, so naive I thought Woody Woodpecker was running in was America running he won yeah and we'd be like it's best a, president maybe ever. <laughs> we'll think about it yeah so yeah daughter of a president maybe okay. I uh, no I'm I say Eisenhower but that wasn't 1928 was who was a president you know it's it's difficult to say without the internet so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna move us along <laughs> Well, it isn't what's his face yet. The New no. Deal. It's all pre. It's not FDR. Pre-dead. Yeah, you it's haven't had the crash yet. yet. It's still 28. So who came before FDR? No one knows. Nobody knows. And Nobody it's not knows. Abe Lincoln. It's, and it's, that's and it's not George Washington. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's not one guys. of the famous ones. Yeah. Oh, it's really nice to have another American on. You don't immediately know, like, duh, it's blood. Because whenever this comes up, I'm like, oh my god. I can't name any presidents, but I know everything that happened to like Anthony Weiner. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like caught with a prostitute. <laughs> which is more useful. Exactly. Do you know, I said a socialite to begin with, but because they both went high status, I'm going to say she was like a free-spirited flapper. You lost mm. confidence. And I you, did. You needn't have. Oh. You are closer. Oh. These guys are very ambitious. He, he announces his uh, upcoming wedding to uh, Chicago May who is a gang... So, Mae Churchill, a.k.a. Chicago May. So, she's been a big gangster. No way! I love this for them. Yeah. She's been her most famous... So, she gets described as a gangster's mole, um, which some of my sources have said is not fair. She was much more instrumental in a lot... Girlfriends of gangsters. I think a lot of those moles got diminished with that term. I bet they were doing stuff. It's like like a groupie. It's... yeah. It's like the word groupie. It's yeah, yeah. It and she and she was news. she was way more than that. And okay. at this time, she is most famous for her part in the American Express raid in Paris that landed her then lover in jail. 
Um, but she'd been a successful gangster person all through the 1920s. And he's like, hey, my dad was maybe murdered there. So we have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want a trauma bond? <laughs> a little bit of my trunk. <laughs> Couldn't bring my trunk with me. It's too big. <laughs> Um, so she has crowned herself Queen of Crooks. Mm. That's awesome. Um, Queen Prince of yeah. Tricksters. Yes. Wow. It's a match made in. It's the kind of royal wedding that I want to be a part of. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> We're here for this. So um, she also has an autobiography coming out in 1928 called Queen of Crooks. Oh. Um, and it's revealing all the secrets of her scandal. pretty on life. the nose, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Bold. So she's 57. He's 26. She's promoting a book. Um, my question is, do you guys think that they're really in love? Oh, no. I never doubted it until you asked. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, I'm naive. It says, yeah, I see. I think they are. Okay. I yeah. think they are. I want them to I be. think she loves an accent and a little hot thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves a mature author. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure, they're business focused. <laughs> I get it. You know, they're going to yeah. work together, con mm-hmm. people, but mm-hmm. it can still be real. Okay, love it. Okay, so we've got two yeses. I think, I don't know, maybe he says he is if he tries to con her and then it goes wrong. Mm. But but he's already proposed to her, so he's got to yeah. sort of be into it to a degree. I think it's real. Come on, let's give him a little... He obviously likes an older lady. He does, he does mm. seem to have form on this. Yeah. And why is um, she going to bother getting married at 57? Yeah. With the history... She doesn't need a, She doesn't have to prove anything. She mm. doesn't have... She's not the kind of woman that has to, like legitimize herself by marrying a man mm-hmm. so i want to think but the way you're pursing your lips katie tells me that maybe this is all okay i'm so sorry to disappoint you guys Damn it. Um, he needed a visa they didn't he? are both faking their engagement for pr oh, oh of course geez. we forget <laughs> she's got a we book to promote that this is yeah. all an industry this doggy it's dog like, seriously it's like nothing changes Shame. i'm I've been very fascinated by my own case, I have to say. <laughs> um, so this, basically the story of the hot young criminologist and this aging gangster mole, which is how they were all referring to her, is everywhere. It's so sensational. Mm. You know, you've got this age it would be. gap. Look how excited we got. Um, yeah. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> in. And it's a hundred years um, later. And you know, so they they wanted that press. This is basically a huge confidence trick. Um, and they're both promoting books. So hers, we've talked about. His, um, he's got a new one with a ridiculous title. Um, it's called Ladies of the Underworld: The Beautiful, The Damned, and Those Who get away with it which is very close to a Scott Fitzgerald um, title which is also a problem in terms of uh, copyright issues Mm, Uh, They're the the Beautiful and the Damned um, from yeah I read no (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it I was like shall I be impressed because I definitely didn't know that I should pretend I also knew (laughs) Bonds can read now (laughs) (laughs) it does sound like his book is like the the, like little middle aisle kind of thing that you pick up a little bit like Wotabix right Rather than Weetabix, he or... is definitely like an off-brand, yeah. Um, and the, that the the mm. Beautiful and the Damned had come out in 1922, so it's still pretty relevant. People are like, right. yeah, you know, like you're not going to get away with that. Um, but at first, it's all going very well. They do this PR press tour; they're getting lots of attention. Oh, I actually, wrote another book called The <laughs> Great <Good> Gatsby, Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> and people who are a bit like The Great Gatsby. <laughs> Um, so my question is what goes wrong because it's all going quite well to start with then what happens the lover gets out of jail in in France (gasps) love that that is a great answer very good Everyone, like, gets Kindles and books are dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's the end of reading forever. Wow, you forget how old Kindles are, you know, until yeah. you revisit the origin. No blue light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No blue light. <laughs> I, well, does someone out them to the press, maybe? Yeah. A jilted former lover of... Okay. What's her full name? Something May. Sorry. Chicago, um, Chicago May. And her real name is? May Churchill. Doesn't matter. Yes, thank May you. Churchill, wow. Yeah, I'm um, going to say somebody else them. Okay, you are the closest, basically. <laughs> because I'm um, the only one who answered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an investigative journalist digs up and exposes his past. Oh, So okay. this presumably very smug 
journalist mm. asks them at one point, are these books true? Are you both cooking the books? This is like this quote we have. But basic, and then immigration gets involved and things never go well when that happens. Mm. Um, so he's in a bind now. This is catch 22 for him because the journalist says, is it true? Have you been in court for, you know, five times, been in prison twice, all of this? And if he says no, then his book is a lie and he's a disgraced journalist. But if he mm. says yes, he gets deported from America because <gasps> oh. you can't be a criminal when you don't have a proper visa, etc., etc. So he can't crack America. He's doomed. He has to go back to the UK. Um, they don't get married. And then Aww. he does He does more stuff. He has they were this... so in love. Wait, <laughs> wait, I know, wait. It, was, it was a great story. He writes books under the name Evelyn Graham about the royals, which actually do sell quite well in America. And he does, oh, he look does... who needed a female pseudonym. Uh-huh. <laughs> he does... Sometimes it goes the other way. He does way more scams. He does like, he's sort of got this literary agent and then mm. they're a pseudonym for his name. And he sets up like <laughs> Albert E. Marriott. He sets up literary agents but they're scams and but he, even with all these names he's becoming more and more known and it's harder and harder for him and he's getting banned from loads of publications they're all sick yeah. of him there's bankruptcy stuff he gets accused of nicking manuscripts as well there's a whole thing with Gene uh. it's like it's a mess <laughs> wow. um, I haven't even told you about this but he gets married then he gets divorced um, and then he marries somebody else it, uh, it doesn't matter for our purposes but he dies in June 1940, only aged 37. I was going to say, <gasps> wow. Yeah. And his body was cremated at Woking. <laughs> How did he die? <laughs> he actually, it's, well, he died. Oh, they, so he, did he, he move back to the UK yeah, and he died he, there? He did okay. die in the UK. Uh, He's like, guess who's He back? died in Surrey. And <laughs> it's, like, it's very, again, ambiguous, but he, the how, I don't think he, okay, so it's alcohol related. Okay. But mm. one of the sources I have here says he was found dead in the partly burnt lounge of his house. It oh. sounds like he was burnt in a fire, but I think it's more I don't know that he set badly yeah things were not going well for him he had some fun and then it didn't addicted to the con till the very end though from the sounds of it um but let's inappropriately raise a glass to the the prince of tricks to the prince drunk women solving crime so I have a listener crime that okay. was sent in mm. from somebody who wished to remain anonymous. Ooh, well, that's not um, which it's my favorite that, kind. It's going to be juicy, you guys. <laughs> I'm going to try and shorten this just because it's quite long. But so basically, the person that's written in was a trainee student nurse when they were 18, so they were very young. Mm. And somebody had was needed help, but they said that they needed her to help them, like, wee into a bottle and that they had to help come and hold her his penis oh wow <gasps> oh in this... so he had to to wee in a bottle yeah but he requests her specifically yeah uh-huh um class i've fallen for that before right girls <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm really good <laughs> i'm really good at my job um but okay. he like so he was in for so, like his hands worked fine he just needed an x-ray right. on his chest there was absolutely no medical reason mm-hmm. why he would need this assistance so she was thrown by it and she was 18 so yeah. she's you mm. know she's not like completely savvy to the ways of predators um Mm. and uh so she advised him that he should do it himself and then he said that he had a problem and he he needed her to have a look so she she excuses herself she goes out of the uh room and she goes to ask her her advice from her nursing mentor but so outside Mm. she sees this uh, male consultant sees her looking a bit pertubed so he asked what's happening and she 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 doesn't use pertubed i'm trying do you know what she it's like the English way of saying perturb. <laughs> perturb because of the tube. It's my favorite part of the podcast, Subway. though, when we get some back to edit. We call it pertrain. <laughs> I love it. You know it. what? I like how I say it better. <laughs> no, it was really good. So do I. It's great. <laughs> so she tells the consultant what's happened, and he says, um, well, if there's something wrong with his penis, I should go and take a look. Nice. So oh, I am like loving it. this Do you know what, guys? I, um, I assumed the consultant was female. <laughs> no, I didn't. You said. Then you ignored his pronouns. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> so um, they so they they go in. So, so I'll come in and I'll take notes. So as soon as the consultant's in, this the person's written in says this patient's like sweating bullets. Oh, the consultant man. said you reported a problem with your penis to this nurse. Would you like me to take a look? I the patient this. confirmed and consented to having an examination. I have no idea why he carried on with this story. There was nothing wrong. He with had him at this to stage. style it out. That's yes. so great. Uh huh. He had to style it out. <laughs> yeah, it's feeling weird. I know. So the consultant said to me, write this down for me, please. I've examined the patient's penis and found it to be, he paused and made direct eye contact with the patient, thoroughly unremarkable. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that brilliant? I love this so oh, much. Oh, that's such a gratifying deal. Oh, my God. And, and the patient, she says, the patient never bothered any of the nurses again, but some of them admitted that he had done the same thing to them. Oh, my no. God. Yeah, and it's, it's happened a few times since, but I was grateful to have someone around when it happened the first time oh. to support me. My question is, is this a crime and how would the drunk women manage this situation? Thanks if this one's a bit heavy and long, unlike the patient's penis. <laughs> Hell yeah, girly. Oh, man. I just thank you, Anonymous, so much. Yeah, what This a is the happiest version of a stupid, situation Mm -hmm. I love it and the, the I just love how as much the consultant was such a brilliant ally yeah that's so good yeah people in power need to be that that guy or girl yeah that's like if you're like oh what can I do do that Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Particularly like if you. I want to know young. how long it took him yeah. to write that line. He's like, "What am I going to say when I uh, write the notes?" Like as he was examining, yeah. he was like, "I need a real zinger here. Yeah. What's the best version?" Like I just. Love what would I not want to hear? <laughs> yeah, thoroughly remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a crime. David Good. By the way, yeah. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, and crime. yes, and it's yes. a crime yeah. for sure. David's good. Um, David's good. David good. good. Yeah. David's good. <laughs> But I have also a crime. I would love to talk about this <laughs> more, worse. but we're going to run out of time. So mm-hmm. we need to ask Gabby, Brian, what are you up to? Where can we find you? What's happening? You could find me online. Hate to say it on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Gabby is Brian, G A B B Y I S B R Y A N. I'm going to be in Edinburgh this Yay! year. Oh, running around. I'm not doing an hour, but I'm doing a fun um, comedy play. Awesome. That if you are a fan of New Jersey, Jersey is (laughs) and who isn't (laughs) it is two women two female comics we play Billy McFarlane who started the fire festival like the situation from the Jersey Shore and we are cellmates because they were famously in prison together at the same time so it's a retelling of that of them in in jail played by two women called Billy in the situation (laughs) we're at legends and then I also have a stand-up show coming to the stand in Edinburgh called wet hot American stand-ups and that's the first two weeks of August and then the play is the full month Oh, so nice. come oh. see us. Yeah. And that's I'm sorry, oh, I have I've a just podcast. got notification this is sold out. <laughs> <laughs> it's fully sold out. Um, and I have a podcast called La Podcast, uh, like, which is French for podcast. <laughs> Not, not true. It's L apostrophe podcast. It's my co-host is Zach Senor, hilarious American stand-up. And we talk about, it's just a, you know, a girl and a gay guy fucking yucking it up. You know, <laughs> the, you know the deal. Perfect. <laughs> that sounds yeah. great. Yeah, that so sounds And that's so it. Thanks for having oh, me. Oh, thank you very much. One, one second. Oh. Do we have time for the story that we didn't have time for? Oh, the bloodletting. Oh. I mean, the blood. What? It was bloodletting. It was <laughs> a ceremony. It was a witch's ceremony. I'll, I'll just do a bridge. <clears throat> Basically, I was in Maine at a, a theater residency. I woke up in the middle of the night because I was sleeping next to an open window to screams coming out from the uh, open window. Um, it was a big room where it was like a kind of a commune and a bunch of people were sleeping there. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm fun. And <laughs> I wake up and the only other person who was awake was... Alec. Yep. And he looks at me and he says, Don't you fucking dare because we always get in these situations. And like, I said, Cello, we were built for these situations. We're in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, of course, wearing a little underwear and like a, a t shirt. And I go outside and there is a woman bleeding out on, on. And I'm in like in the middle of nature. like, And it is this, this woman that the owner of the commune had brought back to, um, you know, Ooh. have sex with and she was bleeding out we're all hammer drunk obviously. obviously I do a tourniquet on her bleeding arm bleeding out from her arm was all gashed open veins veins <gasps> veins just blood 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 no. she was in a puddle of blood oh my god yeah. holy moly so somehow I make a tourniquet how I went to theater school in public school <laughs> 
um, and we get this this bitch with in imagination. the car. With, I did it with the. I was in the part. I was really in the part. I said EMT. Yes, and we'll make yes, it. Yes, and I'll save your life. And um, we uh, take this girl to the hospital. It's in rural rural Maine, so the oh, hospital's man. of course closed. Oh, where nice. she's bleeding out. She's also kind of a bitch. I do want to put that out there. Um, she was like, "Just call my mom," and I'm like, "I'm saving your life." And then we um, get her there. We finally, uh, doctor comes. Um, all, I saw, finally saw her cut in full, you know, light. It, all of her veins were out. Oh, and then we God. get back to the house and we wow. ask the owner what the fuck happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That this had to happen, you know? And he lived in a barn in a lofted bed that was lofted on ladders, Ooh. like la- ladders on, what's it called? Yeah. The, the, ra- the rafters. Yeah. yeah. And a... a a mattress on top and she had a night terror because she was a crazy bitch and f- and rolled off of the bed Whoa. and her arm caught on one of the ladders oh. and she fell six feet and it ripped her arm open and the, the whole place was covered in blood oh and skin and then she came back the next day and pretended like nothing happened <laughs> she was like hey how are you and I was like come here Come here. I said, no, thank Hi. you. <laughs> um, yeah. I love that it's wow. in Maine, like Stephen King County, because yes. it just sounds like a novella. Also, I love that all your crazy stories start with, I was at this theater thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I've since given up theater oh for a God. good reason. Because yeah. I keep blood. ending up in life or death situations. I, I was up there doing a puppet show. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have been at a hospital oh God, you know, in my days. underwear. And then we were in the waiting room and I'm in underwear in the waiting room. And the only th- no one's in there in this closed hospital. And the only thing that is playing on the TV is the Twilight Zone. Oh, oh, God. God. Come on. That's that itself. Oh, my God. Thank you so oh, much. Gabby. Gabby. Thanks for having me so far. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.